0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Shalom and welcome to Practical Spirituality here at Asia Torah in the old city of Jerusalem overlooking the Western Wall. Being a more spiritual person lends itself towards depression. You can, you, you'll find that more spiritual people are high in, in right brain creative thinking. The associative brain is usually quite strong. Um, they're low in left brain thinking, which is more the uh, compartmentalized structured thinking, and they they uh, those more structured thinkers, more left brain thinkers, tend to be more uh, you would say their mood swings are, are more balanced, they're not very swingy, whereas creative right brain people have generally a high, much higher amplitudes in their swings and given that they have to be more vigilant for their well-being. They, they can't take things lightly. and Meaning they can't take uh, their well-being lightly. They have to monitor themselves. They have to be careful of themselves. And, and, they, and it's good that they figure out what makes them happy and, and make sure that, that, that they don't skip it. <laughs> and if they skip it, don't skip it two days in a row. Whatever it is that keeps you going. And what I mean by keeps you going is keeps you feeling okay. Now, interestingly, the, the, these wave patterns are inside of all creation. In fact, my voice you're hearing right now is really moving across the room in frequencies, which are just sped up waves, and those are very fast waves. And human beings are usually on slower curves in our you know, emotional circuitry, in our, in our mood you know, stability or lack thereof. And we're on much longer curves than sound waves, for sure. But everything really, in the end, is on a wave. Even the wood of these tables or the metal of the frames are on their own wave patterns. And animals also have ups and downs. And animals also. Yeah, yeah. Cats have moods. Dogs have moods. Yeah, animals have moods, and and their and their uh, moods are just kind of a built-in uh, in creation. Meaning wave patterns are built-in in creation. We call them moods. But they're, they're built in. And, and we have to be really careful of those things. And especially if you're Jewish. Especially if you're Jewish. Why? Why if you're Jewish, you have to be extra careful. So the reason you have to be extra careful if you're Jewish is because the, the, um, <laughs> we're not supposed to be actually having them. We're not actually supposed to be having moods. Jews are not meant to be having moods. Now, I know that sounds preposterous, considering Jews are of the most moody people you'll meet. But we're not actually supposed to be having moods. Now, what do I mean by that? The Jewish calendar has its own swings. It has its own undulations. Throughout the week, for example, there's Shabbos, and then there's down to Wednesday, and then there's back up to Shabbos. Shabbos is actually the middle of the week. You all think it's the end of the week. It's, it's the middle of the week. It's the, it's the peak of the week. Now, of course, when Shabbos goes out, and especially more spiritual people that I was describing before, they will go into a big down Saturday night. And my down is so big, it's like, it'd be like as if you're running full speed, and you just hit a wall of water. And you just like running full speed, and you just go, and it, 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 you can feel it hit. It's it's horrible. I at one point I made a campaign to eradicate Saturday night altogether. How did I do that? I, I would make my third meal last as long as possible until my wife was finally like, kids have school tomorrow, you know. And and then what I do? Oh, so we should pray Mariv, the evening service, <laughs> and then do Hav the, Havdallah. So then we would do the evening service, no quick evening service, and then. And then we'd come in and do Abdallah. Well, Havdalah we break out all the instruments and we play a two-hour Havdalah concert. So by the time we are done with that, it was around midnight, it's time to go to bed. So I actually worked to eradicate Saturday night altogether, because it just hits so hard, the loss of Shabbos. And this is universal. Even structured thinkers are a little more down on Saturday night. All they need is a slice of pizza or something, they're feeling good, but Slice beans are not going to do nothing for a right brain, creative, spiritual type. You know, it's, it's just not, no treat will do the job. And I think that's why God created social media. Cause, except social media is a little painful too, because you can't respond to anybody outside your time zone. Because maybe they're in Shabbos. <laughs> You've got to be really careful. So I guess that's why God created YouTube. Because you, know, you can keep yourself distracted for a little while. But the problem is you might wind up elongating it, elongating it anyway because of the, s- the nap that everyone takes on Shabbos afternoon. A little harder to fall asleep early Saturday night. So you could wind up YouTubing for quite some time on a Saturday night. Yeah, which is not a great way to start a Sunday. Unless you live in America, which has two Shabbos. You know, what's called Shabbos Shani Shabbagolias. The second day of Sabbath, which is Sundays. Israel doesn't have Sundays. Now, Anyway, Um. we have to be very... Oh, I was talking about patterns in time. There's waves. Shabbos down to Wednesday, up to Shabbos down to Wednesday. There's months that have some different energies. Um, And each of those energies is wave-oriented. Those waves going on. Like like we're going in... Next month is going to be very high waves. Very high. You know, Rosh Hashanah through Sukkot is high energy. Real high energy. And, and uh, we just finished the month of Av. Very low energy. Very low, low energy. And what happens is, the reason why Jews aren't supposed to have moods to begin with, yet be th- with the biggest amplitudes perhaps, is because you're supposed to be riding the Jewish waves. You're supposed to be riding the calendar. You're supposed to be riding the waves of Jewish life. And to add one more thing which can't help but add is you're supposed to be doing all of this in the land of Israel. The Jewish calendar was not created for people who live in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. You can keep the Jewish calendar in Brooklyn. you can keep it in South America and Brazil and Guatemala. you can keep the Jewish calendar in, in Australia and you should because it's, those are commandments when we do the calendrical you know uh, uh, activities that we do and each holiday and everything you should keep the calendar. But the calendar was clearly made for this area of the globe. Well, who cares? And the answer is that uh, God cares is because, because if you're creating a, a wave pattern, which is a flow that has to do with time, which means it automatically has to do with the zodiac. Because once it has to do with time, it has to do with the shifting pinwheel of the constellations. So that shifting is shifting energies. And those energies are coming in and when they're coming in, well, they're coming in specifically to our globe, but into our globe, it's going to be, depending where you are on the globe, is going to be your positioning to the Zodiac. And it was all created for here, not for New York or New Jersey. It was created for here. And so... Well, while being in the land of Israel, aligning yourself with that particular holiday, now the zodiac energies that come through on that holiday can flow. And that's the word for the zodiac. How do you say zodiac in Hebrew? Mazal. 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 And and what does the word zal mean? The root of the word is zal. Mazal is the causing of the flow, meaning the flow comes through the mazalot, through the mazalot, the mazalos. And what's the word zal mean? Means flow, very good. Mazal means flow. That's why when you buy liquid soap in Israel, it's called sabon noslim. Hear the word zal there, noslim, because it's flowing. And the word in Hebrew, the word zal means to flow. And mazal is the causing of the flow. It's where the flow co- comes down through through these stars. And there's energies, and you got to be aligned with those energies. But but the ultimate geographical location that the alignment of those energies happens in is the land of Israel. That's where it was created for. And so, there's no promises for anyone who lives outside of Israel that they're going to get what I'm about to say. But if you live in the land of Israel, you will get it, except I see a question on my right. Yes, ma'am. Ah, would the low of of Saturday night not be as intense? Probably not as intense. I would guess it wouldn't be as intense, although I have interviewed people from outside of Israel, and it's intense. Now, myself, Saturday nights, when I'm outside of Israel, I don't know, I have amnesia, because whenever I'm outside of Israel, I, I don't think until I get back meaning the second the plane like flies off like you can look down you see Tel Aviv shore there as you fly out the second it goes out I I have this like cable that just goes like and then like there's some total disconnect until I re-engage and and by the way I can still keep the energy going for about two weeks used to be years ago I used to do a lot of chapatons and and the, the people in that town would say, oh, Rabbi, you should really live here. This is great. Look what you could do for us. And I'm like, you don't want me living here, man. I would take this place down. You know, my, 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 my t- deep-sea diving tank, I wear two, one for one week, one for the second week, if I have to go for two weeks. They're, they're done. You know, and a personality like mine will just, like, tear the world to shreds. You know, I, I destroy, I, I'm built to seek and destroy Conventional systems of society. You understand? I'm 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 the ultimate rabble rouser of of human convention. I, I don't like it. In fact, I had to spend. There's two areas I I prefer not to go in Jerusalem. One is um, I don't like leaving my little fiddler on the roof, Shtetl and Nachlaot, and cross the tracks towards the Black hattitude side of town, and. The, uh, it's just loud and to me it's noisy and people aren't very friendly as far as externally I'm sure if you go in their homes they're the friendliest people they'd probably die for you actually more than anyone on the side of the tracks I live but, but they're uh, whatever I, I go there but again I'm on a tank and the tank lasts only so long and I don't mind being there in Shabbos and then the uh, and then it, but then there was uh, where I was today was in the northwest Jerusalem which, which I, I guess I was there in the wrong hours, but it was all, it was all, it was like a giant fashion show of long wigged English speaking women. And the only reason I went over there was a friend of mine said, "Let's meet and have some bagels." A guy wanted to talk, so so I go over there to have some bagels. <laughs> it's a bagel place with like fifty, f- about fifty women sitting and about thirty women, not one <coughs> male in the entire place except behind the counter, which makes you wonder what they're doing there, and and the um, and the I just said I'm, I'm not even going in that place because as I said it's social convention that makes I have a total allergy to social convention and especially when our tribe when our, our tribe is reduced to, fa- to a fashion show That's where, like, I d- I, by the way, I love all these people. I love them. I respect them, and I ex- totally accept because I've been raised in their world. This would be like the normalest thing in the world. In fact, I would demand my wife looks like that. I'm sure if I were raised there, and the, the, um, but again, it's social convention. But here, I get particularly agitated because because it's we're we're, we're we are tribal people. We're not. We're not the people of fashion we're not the people of style we' are the people of tra- of, of tradition and, and we are holding the we are holding the, the, the we're, we're, we have, we're raising a banner or we're, we're like a, a, a lighthouse in the fog of history that people maybe can see which ways north and get through the thick of things and and you know it it bothers me it bothers me because I, I don't sense the truth there. And again, you can tell me I'm crazy or zealous or some whacked-out bal from California. But, but I, do any of you in this room even raise your hand, please, if you identify at all with anything I just said? <laughs> A couple <of> people. <laughs> 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 he loves Nachla. <laughs> <laughs> if I had it my way though we'd all be if I had it my way we'd all be wearing like robes right now and we'd be like I don't know probably playing tambourines or something <laughs> <laughs> tambourines tambourine, <really. laughs> <Just kidding>. now <laughs> I should really learn to shut up about this stuff because I don't know whether to Speak this way or not? Because because there's, uh, I, I'm probably mo- if there's one community that I'm most popular in, it's the one I just spoke about. <laughs> I'm gonna lose my popularity quickly. Which one was that? About high Yeah, the, it's talking about the the fashion show one. Now. Um, So, there's, there, the, so every month has its energy. And not only that, but there's, there's uh, groups of months. So, for example, we're right now in the last group of an energy. This energy, we're now culminating this month's energy with an energy called reflection. It started with a national reflection in Tammuz, moved to, uh, through climaxes at tishabav and then slides into personal reflection. Now, it's an um, energy. These are energies. So that means that you could have been very reflective of our nation and gotten positive results as as you could have gotten positive results reflecting on our nation's situation during the month of Tammuz through Av. Now that wouldn't be appropriate. Now the energy is personal reflection. And... Now, one second. Normally, personal reflection is a disaster. It's a disaster. Like go, go try to reflect upon your life while you're in a low mood. How are you going to do? If you're in a low mood and you decide, wow, I think I should really investigate how I'm doing in a low mood, how are you going to do? Horrible. Horrible. You'll probably be on pills within a month. There are times to not reflect on your own self. There are times like that. It's most of the time. Most of the time. And this is why Jews make up this weird strange, you know, percentage of depressed people compared to the nations of the world. We have this like I I once saw a number that was like forty two percent per capita, obviously, because we make up none of the world population. But per capita it's something like forty two percent of uh, clinically depressed people. I'm not saying 42% of Jews are clinically depressed. I'm saying we have 42% more clinical depression. And the reason that is is because Jews are extremely analytical people. That's what we're known for. I know people think we're smart. We're not that smart. We're analytical. I know a lot of analytical people who do really stupid things because they're not very very smart. They're just very analytical. And they make all the wrong choices you know, in their analysis. But we're very analytical. And... If you're not analyzing Torah, because you're not raised observant or you're dropped out of the Torah world, so guess who you're analyzing? You're analyzing yourself. Which is fine in a high mood, but you're not always in a high mood. So when you're in that low mood, you're going to get locked in. You're going you're gonna to stay down. You know why you stay down? Because if you try to analyze your life in a low mood, you wind up in something called analysis paralysis. A low mood is not depression, but low mood over time is. And the majority of people who suffer depression, the vast majority have no chemical issues and it's it's a crime that doctors prescribe so much medicine to people who are simply overanalyzing at the wrong times. And all they have to do is learn to coast, take their foot off the gas pedal of analysis and coast and go easy and stop Analyzing every thought. You don't have to click on every thought. Have you ever seen news scrolling by on a new on a news channel on the internet? You don't have to click on every story. You know, you can let it cruise by. So if you're in a low mood, yeah, it's going to be a horrible day. You're going to have one bad thought after the other, but don't click on those thoughts. You're going to have a non-analysis day, an NAD. Everyone say NAD together. NAD. Nad say, non-analysis day. When you're in a low mood, you have a non-analysis day. And I rarely have to have that, but I just came off of two days, longest I've had in probably two decades. I just had two-day non-analysis. Wow. Not easy. I had to distract myself with everything I possibly could to keep my thoughts from thinking. Now, I was still thinking, but I did not click. I'm not clay. I just quickly bounces I, I just I could look at something and give you like a twenty-minute dissertation on everything that was wrong with it, and and why and why the whole world's going to hell, and meaning individually, <laughs> each one of us is like gonna f- we're all gonna disintegrate into nothing, you know, and and you know and we're all gonna die of starvation and poverty, and, you know, like I would have explained it with great detail. Today I have no idea what I would have been talking about because I'm not in that mood now. But I did not click on one of those thoughts. Every time I had the thought, I moved on to the next horrible thought. But I didn't click on that thought either, and just kept moving. So it was a, it was a barrage of terrible thinking. But at least it was not drilling into one thought at a time. Yeah, you can't non-analysis day, nad. And next time that happens, just go nad. Now, yes? Is there a way to change your mood? Is there a way to change your mood? Yeah. I mean, when you're in the thick of it, not really, but once you're on the other side of the, the real heavy, dense part, yeah, you can do all kinds of cool stuff. A little extra caffeine, a little alcohol, <laughs> some loud, fun music, dancing helps, um, sports, you should definitely sweat. Um... What? Meditation. Meditation might be very good, actually, but to re- if you really know what you're doing, because you got to blow your thoughts out totally. Like, get rid of your thoughts. Meditation would be really the best if you're good at it. If you can really get your brain to shut down. That'd be fabulous. Um, uh, help other people. That's always good. Help other people, meaning you're already a lost cause. So <laughs> you might as well help somebody. Like, take on someone else for a change. And You're good at that. You just... This guy is like he'll, he learned this. I watched you learn it, by the way. Okay. I watched you learn it. I watched you. You had a major shift in your life. Next thing I knew, is just you were just on what. What can I do for others? And then I could tell you. I could watch. I could chart it. How your life went for the better after that. Yeah. Second, you just said, you know what? Forget it. I'm just working on other people's stuff. You did, like you went to class. I was like, they you it the days. No and he does something about over there. <laughs> 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 What can I do for you? I mean this guy would feed cats if he could. you know like <laughs> don't do anything. but he you discovered that one. I don't know what, how you discovered it or what happened? Do you know what happened that you discovered that no, I'm not asking you in your personal life I'm asking where'd you get the idea? Because they, they, I read about it in, psychology, in a psychology paper that was written about depression. Think and Grow Rich. He played it going to bed for three years straight. And what? Nothing matters except give. And then H paralleled that. Beautiful. Um what's your name? Yuthog. Yut, you, you had a question? Excellent. So so here's how here's how it works. So um, this month f- and it's gonna be an energy, not just this month, it's gonna go all the way to Yom Kippur, is self-reflection. By the way, it ends at Yom Kippur. So like, if you think, oh great, Judaism, like let's say someone only came for this month, like meaning they got here now, and now they're going to stay through the winter, they're going to leave Yom Kippur thinking, oh, we're really at the climax of this self-reflection. I guess we're going to keep going. We're not. Okay, We're going to dance like idiots for a week straight on Sukkot to live music while drinking copious amounts of alcohol. Okay, Thinking's over now. No more thinking for quite some period of time. Now, so so the answer to your question, Yitzchak, is the best way to utilize this time is self-reflection. Unless you're in a low mood, which I was. So I, I lost two days of the month. Because then, in a low mood, forget about it. But self-reflection is the name of the game right now. And I just want to mention, for those of you who love self-reflection, anyone here into self-reflection? Some of you are into it? Okay, I don't envy you, by the way. I'm into it too and it's generally a disaster. But but there there is there are propitious times for self reflection and I'll list them right now for those who want to get the list. So the list are Friday afternoon, after afternoon before Shabbat, not including do not go into Shabbat working on yourself. Shabbat is not that time. Shabbat is total meditation on the Creator. We disappear and we become one with God throughout Shabbat but Friday afternoon is an excellent time for, for that. Another time is um, the day before Rosh Chodesh. The day before the new month is a very good time. Another time is right before you go to bed, but not including when you're in bed. Uh, for those who really ruminate, don't go to bed ruminating. So sit on the edge of your bed, work it all out, and then lay down. But the, so that's right before you go to bed at night, and not including in bed, and and there's another time. Oh, during the whole search for chametz, the search for chametz is a good time for self-reflection because you know we're searching out the ego because the chametz is the leaven bre- It's the rising agent in bread, and and it's the rising ego of human beings. And it's a good time to search and destroy the e- the ego. And uh, and then there's uh, the next one's more kabbalistic. So unless you're in my class, where I talk a lot about it. Uh, during that time of year, or you develops. I chose an interesting day to wear Crocs. A whole cup? No, that's fine. No, no, I don't clean up water, because it's like a humidifier; it just kind of rises. Yeah, I like the extra moisture in the yeah, It's just going to evaporate. But I, I'm wearing Crocs. I just poured a whole cup of water into my Crocs, so I have a cold left foot now what was I talking about? oh th- then there's a Kabbalistic one where you go through Chesed, Gvort, Tepers, Netzach, Malchus the seven spheros internally you know throughout, throughout that but you gotta know what there you gotta know what you're doing there, y- you could almost get in trouble with self perfection during those seven weeks so it's a question how much self reflection you should be doing because you're really only supposed to be doing like I mean it's really specific like like for example let's say the third the the second day of the third week is looking at it would be look it's it's called Gevor Sheba it would be on that day you'd be only focused on this and if you're focused on anything else you're not going to get the divine assistance. It would be only focused on how well you judge how much flowing toward the other you are. (laughs) Meaning how much you, right now, like I'm flowing to all of you right now. I'm flowing to all of you right now. And I have to judge that. I have to judge how friendly to be. I could be way more friendly But I'm also a rabbi here. And you understand there's a certain professional... I wouldn't call it a distance. I'm not trying to create a distance, but I am creating... uh, There is some difference between being a student and a teacher. And I'm guarding that as well as I could guard it during this hour. And if it were all men in here, I would guard it less. And if it's because there's some women in here, I guard it more. And, and if we're only women, I would guard it double what I would guard of that border between student and teacher. Understand? So so, there's, so that, that is that day. So if you understand those seven weeks, you're doing really good self-reflection work, but extremely prisoned on the seven colors of the rainbow. You're, that each day is a reflection within the se- this seven weeks, each day is one of those seven prismed into that week. So whatever, it's, it's pretty complicated. And then, the day that those of you who raise your hands, that you like to analyze your life a lot, you're in the best time of year. Because this time of year, from the first of the month, which was the first of September anyway, this year, um, but the first of the month of Elo, all the way till Yom Kippur, you can do full self-reflection without shooting yourself in the foot you will have de D'Shemaya to grow during this time of year so you can really kind of open it all up right now and like really look at what's going on with you. What's happening in there? And I suggest getting help with that. Don't, you know, some of you are good at going it alone, but, but it's nice to go to someone else and have someone kind of hold the space for you to, to let it all kind of come apart and Look at all the different parts and unpack things and see what's there. It's probably a good time for that. It would be a good time for me to run a seminar, but and I am going to run one in New York next week, and uh, and I'm doing an intro this Thursday night in uh, Brooklyn at the Brooklyn place at eight thirty. Men and women invited. There will be a partition, and uh, and then I have uh, and then I next week is a seminar in Brooklyn. Uh, men start Sunday, women start Monday. And then the following week, I have a seminar in London, England, in Stamford Hill. Yes, I'm courageous. And I'm doing a seminar in Stamford Hill, England. So if you know anyone in England or you're from England, make sure you come in for that. And for women in Israel who are desperate to do the seminar, they should fly to England for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. People are flying in for New York from all over. and the, uh, But I don't run women's programs in Israel. Uh, for reasons that are too sad to even bring up, but well, if I said that, it's going to freak you out. So the reason is, is because I mean, for me not to go on a crazy rant right now would be hard, but I'll do my <laughs> best not to go on a crazy rant. Uh, because you know what? I'll end the rant by just making a long because because the. Western observant community wants to create a mirage that Israel's, the state of Israel is lame, and therefore we're not going to move there. So the few that do move here don't have enough of a support system to allow at least the women to engage in personal growth on the intense level that it requires. So they wind up ten times more buried underneath Making it here without the, without the help they would have gotten had they not been so harried all the time with zero support staff called family that everyone in cities I'll leave nameless outside of Israel where there's tons of everyone living all around you. So if you meaning my seminars are full in other cities, full of women at the women's seminar. But in Israel, the people who need it most, who need the most support, who really need to grow in that level of a warm and safe environment for the hours necessary to do the work, which takes us about 24 hours over four or five days. They can't, they cannot see the light of day to allow themselves the seminar that I run. So so it doesn't happen here in Israel, which is crazy. Because you've just got a huge population of these these women and half of them aren't even doing anything all day. I mean, they they send their kids off to kindergarten or wherever they send them to, and they and they're just I don't know what they you know what they do they go to coffee shops and bagel places <laughs> in northwest Jerusalem and shop with their friends and stuff. Okay. Um, I did. Did I rant badly? No, (laughs) it wasn't too bad. Okay. Now the uh, so this is the time of year to do that intense growth. Let me tell you about the other times. the The first three months of the year, which are Tishrei and um, Tishrei and Tavis and Kislev, those three months. Maybe I'll put it on the board for you. (laughs) No problem. So, so what you have is you have these first three months and those three months are about <coughs> are about um, uh, it's planting of the seeds of life. It's, uh, yeah. Well, the second three are potential. The third three are actualiz- actualization and the last three are reflection. So the planting is called the what? Yeah, but the, the the English word of it... I don't know what to call it. You know what? Let's call it creation. Which makes sense, because the first day of the month is Rosh Hashanah, which is like a, a holiday commemorating creation of the world. Okay, So these are about creation. Then they move into three more months... Which are about which are about potential. Then you're you're guiding the potential of all that. Then there's the three months which are. Um, by the way, this is like Rosh Hashanah goes into um, most of Kislev, and then and then potential is this, this is the winter solstice right here, and then that moves out towards the the Purim is around here and then begins the holiday of Passover, Nisan. And this is the actualization. This is where all the fruits are like, the trees are all like coming out with their fruits and the grains are coming up and the, it's the it's where we reap and we we get the fruit of our year. And that's the actualization. That's springing forth. It's, it's we call it the spring. And the... Uh, and then the last three months, which we're now finishing, are called the reflection. So there's actualization. Actualization and then the last three months are reflection. Potential part? Potential part. Well, I mean, first of all, if you look in the weather patterns, it's you just finished the winter solstice, so now it's like the days are starting to go longer than shorter. They were getting shorter and shorter. Now they're getting longer and longer, but still the dead of winter. You're not like it's Hanukkah, you know. What's the work? What What's the work that you're doing? Right. So, so in that time, you are you basically, oh, I remember the first 3 months. The first 3 months are called protection. Because you don't just here the seeds have already taken root. Here they could get washed away easily, so you got to protect them. It's getting colder, it's getting rainier, it's, and now and darker. Here it's starting to get light again. The winter's turning its corner, and and there for us is is now everything's kind of taken root on what we asked for on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, like what what we what kind of year we wanted to have. So now we're we're actually it's kind of beginning of actualization, but but we're in our own life's work. We're we're like we're really formulating ourselves in what we're all, what we're doing. And we're, you know, like this would be later stages of R and D. In if you were let's say going to go out work, so this would be later planning stages and all that. And and, I mean, this is true planning here, but this is this is now. You know, here we're already like guiding things of how we're going to come out. You'd be make, you know, you'd be kind of rolling rolling out the the, the plan now. Uh, but then, by, by the time you get to spring to Nissan, now you're you're doing it. You're you're actually in, totally in, involved. It's you're, you're out of the. You're, you're not even on the tree anymore. It's the fruits of it all. And then, it's, and then it's the three months of looking back, which begins n- you know, nationally and then individually. Yeah. I, I don't have better words to articulate it, really. Um, now, what I'd said before was that Jews, who are the moodiest people, shouldn't be having moods at all. Rather, they should be always riding the wave of, of the Jewish calendar. And I'd like to give a how to do that. Meaning, Besides knowing, obviously, the nature of the calendar, you've got to study the calendar. Um, Also, it's highly recommended that a Jewish man or woman spends one year in Jerusalem. Meaning, if they're not going to live here, ultimately, they should at least have spent one year in Jerusalem. The second best would be to spend one year in a yeshiva anywhere in the world. Uh, Yeah. Me. (laughs) I made that up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the reason I made it up is that, that is, uh, in order to create Jewish literacy, it would be you're not exactly a literate Jew of Yemen had a whole calendar, like the entire three sixty five. Inside a fully observant environment, that's living it to the T. So Jerusalem is a place where, in Jerusalem's where you just you s- it's just everywhere. It's all around you. You're living it fully. It's also the location of the pilgrimages of the major holidays that are. Know, coming our way um, a second best would be yeshiva in Israel and anywhere in Israel and the third best would be a yeshiva outside of Israel but to at least live an entire immersed year so you know meaning that'll be it'll become the benchmark through which you guide that, th- that will guide or through which you judge all holidays for the rest of your history um, by the way I meet people who only spend a, a time here not a whole year and, and you can see the holes like they seem to know everything about part of the calendar and then they have these like gaping holes for part of the calendar and it's and you'll see if you meet them ten years later like 15 years later you'll see they still don't really connect with the holidays of that particular time of year because they never really had it the way it was intended and they never really got those holidays and so so I, I highly suggest having a whole year Um... So I wanted to give you the key. The key to avoiding getting stuck on your own mood swings that are random compared to the calendar, the key to getting unstuck on those is to be vigilant with precision and accuracy not to do one of the prohibitions of the Torah, meaning there's 365 negative commandments. 365 negative commandments. And of those three... Th- that's by no coincidence because the 365 is the zodiac. That is the years... The, that is the, the constellations. And it's not our constellations because we're a lunar family. We are The Jewish tribe is 355 of the lunar cycle. Shana is... Actually, the year, Shana's Shin is 300. Moon is He is 50. And, and uh, He is 5. 355 is the lunar calendar. So, we, c- we keep the lunar. And when we're on the lunar, meaning when we're careful not to do the negative commandments, all the thou shalt nots of the Torah, if we're really careful with accuracy and precision, avoiding all the negative commandments, so what happens is you leave the zodiac of the constellational influence on your life. Meaning, if you open a newspaper, you'll see there's like a horoscope that goes with the zodiacs of people's birth dates and times of the year. And when you, when someone, when a Jew is not careful with the negative commandments, so they get locked onto the constellation. So once they're locked onto the constellations, so now their their moods are going to swing based on the constellations of their horoscope. When a Jew is Avoiding the negative commandments with accuracy and precision. So then they actually break out of the influence of the zodiac. And they move into the Jewish calendar, which I spoke about. The weeks, the months, the years, and each energy. Thank you very much. Shalom. You have to ask me outside. Aaron, just be careful because there's uh, water on the floor. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.